Hello and welcome to the Campaign Podcast. I am Gurdjit Deegan, the news editor at Campaign, and we're here once again recording this remotely as the coronavirus lockdown continues. Um, Today we're here to talk about the Campaign Experience Awards. Joining me is Faola. Hello, Faola. Hello, Gurdjit. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. Been enjoying the Experience Awards. Good to know. And uh, Yasmin, our digital director. Hello. Hi, Gurdjit. How are you getting on? Pretty good as well. Really enjoying these awards virtually. Obviously, we wish we were with everyone in person. Oh, yeah. I saw you uh, toasting with a, a glass of uh, bubbles the other day on uh, over at Instagram. So that was nice. So the um, Campaign Experience Awards. Um, now, I know from personal experience, it's always been a great ball. But unfortunately, the current climate um, means we've had to change this. So it's the first time we've ne- not been able to celebrate in person with the winners, as uh, Yasmin uh, just explained. Um, Faela, why don't you tell us about how the results were announced? So the Experience Awards, we were able to do the judging in person. It wasn't until after that process was complete that the coronavirus pandemic really took off and they had to make the decision to do the announcement of the winners virtually. So it happened over the course of three days and the categories were split up to quite evenly across those days. And we were able to look at the shortlist and announce all of those winners via a live streamed video. So everyone was able to find out who received gold, silver and bronze in the categories they were up for nominations in. Oh, that sounds nice. So it was kind of emulating the on stage awards, I suppose. Um, Did you encourage everyone to get um, get some drinks in and just kind of watch together as well, I take it? Yes, we were able to use social media to get lots of people to get involved. People were able to share pictures. There was also some winners videos. So some winning companies were able to announce to their team that they had been awarded and just really sharing the experience. Oh, that's that's lovely. And and the, with the trophies, Yasmin, um, how... how... Uh, do, do people get trophies as well still? Or? They will get trophies. Um, and I think, you know, we had to think really creatively about this year's event. Um, we had Faola record her introduction speech um, from her house. You know, we had to do a lot of different things. And I think the trophy delivery just presents us with a new opportunity as well of how can we think creatively about delivering those trophies. We do want to do it in person, but we'll absolutely make it part of the event. Great. Uh, Shall we move on to the winners then? So who who will be getting these uh, trophies? Um, Why don't we start with Game Changer? So the gold winner for this category was Samsung's The World's First Vertical Gig by Iris. Faye, what's this all about? So Samsung have opened their store in King's Cross and it's a space that they want people to really enjoy as an experience. So as part of the launch of that store, they held a an event and to make it really a standout event, they had a vertical gig. So it was three stages stacked up on top of each other and they had Mabel performing and it was just the perfect shaped stage for people to be able to film on their phones, to share on Instagram stories and Snapchat. And it was really for like Gen Z and millennials. So they were able to share the experience. And why do you think it uh, it won gold? I think it was just thinking quite differently. It was a really engaging event they were able to have a lot of people there and it was something that was very different and a concept that could be emulated 
in other experiences or something that you could see at a festival, something you could see in lots of other spaces. It had those building blocks that could be taken and and used in different ways. So uh, vertical what festivals, do you think? Or Yeah, definitely. I think that having things in a vertical format so they can be shared easily is something we, we might be seeing in again next year I know as a short person I can't um always see <laughs> I can't always see who's uh, who's performing so it sounds quite good to me I suppose so uh, what who were the other campaigns in this category were there any other little bits that were uh, good to kind of mention so in the rest of this category the silver nomination was the all England lawn tennis club for rematch live Jasmine you know more about this but it was like a sporting time machine that allowed fans to go back to relive the 1980s kind of build up around Wimbledon oh lovely I'm so sad that Wimbledon's not on this year yeah and then the other one in that category that came bronze was their Airbnb night at the Louvre I know Yasmin wants to talk about that so um, why don't we keep that for Yasmin a bit later um okay so should we go on to agency of the year so xyz um high time that um they won this hey Yasmin yes so um exciting time for xyz they've taken the title uh for the first time so congrats to Will and Stan as the founders plus uh Sophie Oksana and the rest of the agency we're really gutted that we weren't there to party with them in person Mm. um We changed up that category a bit this year. So we changed the title to Creative Experience Agency of the Year. And we asked each of the seven shortlisted agencies to come along to Judging Day and present three of their recent campaigns to our panels um, that were made up of heads of experiences from different brands. Um, And I think what the judges really liked um, that they saw from XYZ was the versatility that they showed through delivering some really exciting projects for the likes of Lego and Converse through to then turning their hand to something more sensitive. Um, So the work that they did for the Store of Modern Childhood, which was an installation created for the Children's Society charity to highlight some really quite disturbing realities facing the youth of Britain. I think that was an example of maybe working on a smaller budget, but being able to have um, the same high level impact that they have with all of their campaigns. So yes, congratulations to XYZ. What do you think it is about XYZ that has, has kind of finally got them on you know, agency of the year? Because I know that, you know, an agency like Amplify has always been kind of, um, you know, winning loads. Amplify have definitely continued to win, uh, <laughs> win yeah. big time this year. So I'm sure they'll be extending that trophy cabinet um, when their office reopens. Um, I think um, XYZ took the title this year um, for really being, you know, a very modern agency that is really tapped in um, to how those audiences want to connect in both a live format, but also through digital, Um, you know, work that they've, they've taken the Grand Prix at these awards in the past for things like Nike Strike Night, um, a project where it was experienced by maybe 400, but then seen kind of via Facebook Live for millions. Um, they impressed again with their one-star hotel for Converse. So um, they've had a number of years of delivering really exceptional projects. I think this was the year that they managed to really demonstrate that versatility um, that the judges really, really liked. And I'm so happy for, for them. 
Um, and and we, met, we 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 touched on Amplify. Now Amplify. So they have won what fifteen trophies for these awards, and also the Grand Prix, the a big one, which of course had to go to the Google Curiosity Rooms. That was like bloody amazing, wasn't it, Yasmin? I mean, I think it was a project that just across Judging Day in every different panel of judges that you met, that mm. seemed to be the project that experienced creators wished they'd been involved on. Um, and I think it's understandable, really, for when you examine that project and what it tells us about the future of retail, um, it is a really enviable experience. I mean, taking um, a, a disused space on Regent Street, which um, people of an age like me will remember as Tower Records, um, but taking that space, um, turning it um into um, this huge experience that ran for five weeks in, you know, kind of the build up to Christmas um, across three floors, just music and dining experiences, so many different media partnerships um, with the likes of Vogue creating a photo shoot experience. Um, there was so much that you could do in there just kind of walking in off the street. I think the dwell time was something like 28 minutes, um, wow. which is just incredible for an experience. Mm like that um so absolutely hats off to them it, it's a very well deserved grand prix um and you know um an incredible year for the agency as well in terms of the projects that they delivered you know they've taken trophies for a number of different projects including their work with youtube as well mm -hmm. um so what, are, what what have they done for youtube then um, so for YouTube, they worked on their music, uh, the launch of the music app. And so they created um, an in-residence experience. Um, it was a four-day experience um, at Store Studios. Um, and again, that attention to detail that you see with a lot of Amplify's work, where you're walking into almost, um, you know, different scenes within one experience. Yeah, much like I didn't go to the YouTube music one, but I went to the Google Curiosity uh, one and it was just mad like how much that there was going on. Um, that massive slide as well. Um, <laughs> I, I was just getting the to much copied slide. <laughs> um, well, it's it's still, you know, it adds to the Absolutely. weirdness, cool, I don't know, crazy elements of it. Um, and you're right, like the, the totally different kind of vibe that each part of it oh gosh it was so many floors as well wasn't it about three or four floors um yes. you know you go into this cafe bit there was that laundrette bit which the I just didn't, yes. I didn't <laughs> understand but I was like mesmerized exactly um, I think moments like that you almost don't need to understand them you're you're there and you're enjoying them um for me I loved uh the Christmas scene Oh yeah, that was so cute, wasn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and I forget it was around Christmas time as well, so they really did tap into that. Um, brilliant! I did, yeah, but I mean, they do year on year show. Um, you know what what the brand experience community is capable of. So, in terms of the award winners, um, is there anything um, do you think we can learn um, about the future of experiences, Yasmin? 
I think there's some really interesting things to learn about the future of entertainment as a whole. Um, for me, it was really exciting to see Rematch Live um, win gold for their recreation of Wimbledon in the 1980s. I mean, they really brought their audience back to a moment in time in terms of the culture and the politics and the history of London uh, at that time. Um, and I think, you know, it's it's a debut event as well. So um, for a debut event to come in and take gold, um, it, it really it marks a great success for them. Um, but I think it also says a lot about how we're really craving to um, experience that kind of blended reality of entertainment where we can also become part of that storyline. Mm -hmm. So who is Rematch Live? Like, um, what do we know about them? Um, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, I had never heard of them before. So, I mean, I covered this sector for about a year um, and I hadn't come across them. And then this um, campaign came up and I was like, oh, wow. And you're right, a d debut event and <laughs> winning big years is, is, is pretty Absolutely. Impressive. So, I mean, this was their first event. They partnered up with the All England Lawn Tennis Club um, to recreate that moment. Um, and so it's really exciting to see um, what they'll do next. And please let it be football. <laughs> you are obsessed with football aren't you <laughs> oh god I miss it so much <laughs> oh bless um so um Faye uh anything else that we can learn about the future of experiences from these awards um it feels like there's quite a lot of like techie brands um doing this and that is a technical term <laughs> um we've got we've got uh, samsung we've got um google and youtube um is this a bit of a, a trend um in terms of like the the tech tech platforms um moving into experiences more or am i just yeah. going off on one <laughs> i definitely think that you're right there it's the fact that these brands that people interact with online are trying to create offline experiences and so they're trying to create real all-encompassing events so we're seeing them providing drink food music really trying to be like a cultural standpoint for people so instead of just interacting with them through their phones people actually take the time to go to these experiences and really get an essence of the soul of the brand that's what they're trying to create with people and so that people start to have an affinity with their brand over any other techie brand <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh I use my technical terms um yeah okay so but you've you've also so you know in in this current climate unfortunately um a lot of events have had to be kind of postponed or or even cancelled um and you've written a little bit about kind of what we can expect so um do you want to talk us a bit about talk a little bit about the virtual experiences that you've um you've been going to and um you know what you've learned from them yeah so in this time I guess if you are the kind of person who loves to be around people and loves going out then this is quite an alien time to you obviously if you're an introvert it might be okay but a lot of people especially within the experiences sector and people go to these kinds of events they 
are missing out on things at the moment. And so brands are thinking up of ways that we can all continue to connect, whether that's through music events, it can be gaming, a lot of different things have been going on. And one of the the first things that I actually attended was a virtual rave. So everyone could log in on YouTube or even on your Instagram stories or Twitter, and it was all live. So DJs playing live and people enjoying from home and able to comment along or you could do a zoom call with your friends whilst you were watching this so you're all watching the same thing together oh wow did you do the zoom call or did you do it on your own or so I'm quarantined or locked down with my partner so that's good I'm not actually alone here and then we were doing FaceTime with some friends so it was really nice to we'll be listening to the same thing together and dancing around in our living rooms Oh, lovely. And have you done any other experiences? I saw um, you wrote about Bushmills doing kind of um, craft things. Loads of people are getting into craft at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. And I've I've had some friends actually as well that have been doing um, virtual wine tastings as well. There's lots of pubs that are doing virtual experiences we've got Brewdog that are doing one and of course like the whiskey Bushmills, they're going to be doing one and that starts um, very soon. Mm-hmm. And I have I have dabbled in a few different things and I've I've even looked into like Jägermeister you can book a um a call with like an an entertainer but personally I think that some of those are a bit strange <laughs> like I don't I don't want to be on a call with someone I don't know but I I quite like being able to watch in with friends and communicate with the people that I already have a connection with yeah yeah lots of my friends love hosting so I think some of them might um might enjoy that Jägermeister um activation they're offering like a, a, an entertainer to come and help you host a party or, um, um across zoom or whichever yeah. you choose um you were also writing a little bit about virtual experiences so like what after this um period after we we were able to get out there. How do you think um, what brands have learned from doing virtual experiences will kind of um, extend out later in the year? So I think the main thing is rather than what the brands have learned, it's what consumers have learned or, or us as the audience Lots of people weren't so accepting of doing things virtually. Lots of not necessarily being technophobic, but just being able to fill their time with other things and not really seeing the value in that. And so now after everything's really been stripped back, lots of people are more accepting of watching things over Instagram live or or watching live broadcasts or live streams and engaging with things in that way. And so when we are able to go out, there's only a certain amount of capacity that certain events have or certain spaces have, or even if you're particularly far away from something, people will now want to be able to view those events digitally. And so if there's a festival and you know that you just can't go, people will be happy to watch live streams of the stages and and things that are going on. And so we always had this for Glastonbury, for instance. People were watching the coverage on BBC. But now for smaller events, I think this is going to become something that people are going to expect. It's interesting, yeah. Because I was going to say at Glastonbury, on the years I haven't made it, I I do I do love tuning in, and then and then I'm just a bit sad about how much I'm missing out, and I should have oh. just got off tickets. <laughs> but you're right. I think they probably from, from you can probably 
come up with kind of better ways of involving audiences who aren't there um, at the event um, so that everyone can can join it and if they want to. Um, brilliant. Okay, so um, why don't we finish with uh, your personal standout activations from um, the past year? Um, Yasmin, why don't you uh, kick us off on that? Uh, so one of the things that I saw um, in the last 12 months that I just adored um a night at the louvre created by airbnb and amplify um i have seen that video so many times now and i just never tire of it um <laughs> i think um it's one of those experiences that i think we will remember for years um and it draws a really interesting question is something an experience if only two very lucky people actually got to experience it in real life while millions like me just watched on in sheer envy um <laughs> i'm not sure and possibly it's one of the questions that our judges grappled with but i think you know visually it was just stunning yeah so do you want to explain a little bit about exactly what amplify did there yes so um the night at series is something that airbnb have done before mm-hmm. um uh, but this was the first one um that was at the Louvre um, and it was very much done um, to celebrate um, the anniversary that the the Louvre was celebrating last year. Um, So Amplify created um, with Airbnb a competition for two lucky winners um, to have a night at the Louvre and so to come along to enjoy um, drinks by the Mona Lisa, um, to really have that exclusive access. And, you know, just imagine that famous Parisian monument, um, just being alone in there um, with a partner, enjoying dinner in there. Um, And what they did was they filmed it twice. So they filmed it once to showcase what the experience would be. um, And then again, obviously, um, for the winners. Um, So it was a really, it was a very beautiful piece of film. Um, You know, you you could really watch that and just feel the exclusivity of that moment um so yes I, I think it was stunning oh, that's, that definitely sounds like you think it was stunning wow <laughs> thank you for that I'm jealous aren't I I'm totally jealous <laughs> I can <all> tell <laughs> Yasmin's been going on about this since it happened um oh gosh I've heard so much about this it's, it's great you do yeah you genuinely <laughs> I will vouch for Yasmin. you know what just just watch the video guys <laughs> <laughs> Don't take my um, word for it, just, just watch that. <laughs> Thank you, Yasmin. And Faye, your standout activation from the past year. I think just to show the other end of the spectrum from what Yasmin mentioned, I'm going to say Highways England Biker Trek. So it was a very stripped back or low-key experience in in comparison to the Louvre so this was just a simple pop-up that was at different kind of biker conventions and stuff up and down England so you know where motorcyclists will go to look at other people's bikes and and find out kind of what remodels they can do and that kind of thing and it was put on by Highways England to teach people that they need to kind of slow down pay more attention when they're riding their bikes as to not like get into Mm -hmm. accidents and people just thought it was a regular pop-up tent where they might find a few car parts or bike parts that kind of thing but it was actually full of parts that were made for people's bodies so hip replacements or knee replacements all made out of titanium and that 
and and that kind of thing. Oh my gosh! And, and they had bikers in there who were dressed up as staff members and they'd show people around and then start to tell them about oh I've got this part in my body because they actually used bikers who had been in accidents previously and so they were really able to kind of shock people into thinking about slowing down their speed and it on if you looked at it from the outside you wouldn't really be able to tell actually how deep of an experience it was and they were really able to target the audience they needed to in a way that a different kind of experience might not have and they really were able to connect with people on a one-on-one basis so Mm. it it, is really different and they just stripped everything back and so I found it really interesting. That is really shocking just you explaining it is I'm like oh my gosh um wow that that does sound amazing um okay uh brilliant so i think we'll end it there thank you yasmin and faye for your time um i hope that's provided everyone with a bit of insight into the award winners and um future of um experiences um and uh we hope to celebrate with everybody uh all the award winners and the runners up in person very soon so thank you for listening everybody and thank you also to number eight in helping us produce this show thank you 